Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello and welcome everyone. Happy Mother's Day to those mom who are still celebrating Mother's Day and for those who celebrated it over the weekend. That is an indeed very needed and very special day for many and I'm very glad that I could say that the last episode of our podcast and today episode it's pretty much connected with that day. So last week we talked about Blessed Mary. We talked in particular about the litany of Loreto, different names which are called advocacies, so the names through which Blessed Mary advocate for us and the meaning of it and where they came from and where they were included in um, the litany of Loreto. I hope that you had an opportunity to ponder on them and if I said that today I would like to ponder on them again, this is only for now, for this moment, uh, in the means of saying If you think not about Blessed Mary, but you think about your own mom, what kind of titles, what kind of names, what kind of advocacies, if you like, would you use to describe your mom? Had they changed ever since you remember the way your mom extended her life and care to you? ever since you were little, until when you are adult, maybe until now? Have they changed ever since your perception about what does it mean to be loved by your mother? And through, I bet, many different life experiences, which are not always the easiest in our life. So uh, at the beginning of this little podcast, I would like to simply say, why don't you just spend some time in thanksgiving for your mother or at least in reflection of thinking about your own mom and saying, okay, I think that she is. How would you finish this sentence? What she is? If she's already in heaven, then... Well, use past tense and say she was. And then again, if she's already in heaven and she was on earth this or that, what is she doing for you from heaven, from above? And what is your relationship with her? For the past three days over this weekend, I spent some time in my religious community. Sisters of the Holy Family of Nazareth are sisters from around the world. 
That is over 1,000 women across five continents and more than 12 countries. They are women from very different backgrounds, despite the fact that the congregation was established in 1875 in Rome by Polish woman called Frances Siedliska. The fact how inclusive, how broad-minded this woman was influenced the way we are as a congregation established to serve families. But actually, in fact, service is secondary to the first purpose of our congregation. And this first purpose is pretty much shown and reflected in what she constantly would say about her religious congregation. What did she say? She said, I want you, women who are following Christ, live as if kingdom of heaven is here on earth. I want you to live in such a way that people will start questioning your style of living. Hence, she said that in our particular community, the means of living together, it's a priority that our relationship with God will be shown, will be displayed through our interactions among and between one another. If I will quote a beautiful document which our congregation um, produced a couple of years ago called Ratio, this document pretty much summarizes the most important part of our formation and spirituality. In number 141, it reads, The consecrated life, from its very beginning, expressed the deepest essence of Christianity, the unity of the people with God and with one another, restored through Jesus in his paschal mystery. Let's just stop on this first sentence. So the consecrated life, the life in community, is to show the unity of people of God with him. Him present in Jesus, Father and the Holy Spirit. And continuing the quote, in baptism we receive new life, enabling us to bond with triune God and to be in communion with others. So again, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, one in three, it's an example for us how to live with one another. Continuing the quote, we are incorporated into the community of the church, which is the people gathered by the unity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We believe that all the riches of this mystery of the church 
are expressed in the sisterly life in our communities. I think there is a very rich quote itself, isn't it? I know there is a lot of theology church language in it because we are talking Father, Son, Holy Spirit and the church, church as community. But if I would be saying this very quote in simple statement, I would say we live in the community because it is our desire to try to imitate the life of unity between Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And it's very hard. Well, <laughs> very hard for many reasons, as you can imagine. Well, who is like God, right? And who is like Father and who is like a Son? And the Holy Spirit. Very hard concepts to be like God. Yet, we have to be like Him because we are created, created in God's image. Community is a call to live in a different way. We are here to learn and experience personal relationship with each other and try to maybe not prove, but at least strive to reflect at least a tiny bit of the beauty of Trinity on earth. And that is a hard one. So let's, let's give a couple of examples about the community life. Basically, in my congregation, to live in the community means that ever since you will enter the congregation, you will be living with other women. At time of formation, they will be most likely women of uh, similar age, because there are certain age limits when people are accepted to religious congregation. Then, as you will make what we call your first vows, you will be mm, sent to the different communities into your first assignment, if you like, into your first apostolate, or simply into your first work. The work that will be assigned to you uh, depends on your way of qualifications that you had prior to entering the religious congregation or with qualification which you obtained being part of religious congregation already. So the second stage after you learned the theory of what it means to live together in the community and having a little bit of a taste of what it is like, the second stage after the first vows will be the first really hard challenge. Why? Because you will experience and you will be exposed to life that it's um, least likely something what is a common perception of people as of what religious life is. You will get up in the morning like anybody else, like any lay people do. You will have your prayers. You will participate in daily Eucharist. You will have a communal together meals and you will go to work. You will be assigned 
and responsible for some chores around the house. And then, of course, you will be responsible for your professional life in apostolate, in the work, in the ministry that you are doing. And all of this will be a juggle. Juggle because you might find yourself with people who are of different ages than you, different interests than you, different ways of socializing than you, different ways of resting than you, different ways of praying than you. And you got the main mantra of my past few sentences. Community will challenge you with differences. So the words of unity will be something what you will need to work towards, what you cannot take for granted, what you will not obtain overnight, and what you will have to do constantly over and over and over again. There is a beautiful quote of the document which I quoted a few minutes ago. Ratio number 312. And it says, The community is established and endures not because its members find that they are happy together, due to an affinity in thought, character or interest, but because the Lord has brought them together and unites them by a common consecration and for a common mission within the church. I love that quote, I have to say, because I think it clarifies a lot. We are not in community life to be a happy bunch of women who are nothing but different. <laughs> we are happy together at the end because we have been brought together by the fact of the common vocation. Vocation to live together, not exactly the choice that guaranteed from the beginning and will guarantee till the end something what we can control, predict and not always shape the way we would expect or want. Our interests will be different, our characters will be different, even our perception of faith, of church, of God, image of God will be different. But we will have the unity of striving together to get to know God and ourselves better. And that will help us to uh, become what God wants us to become. And that is a community of those who break the bread and share the word of God together. I like this song which we sang during our community gathering this weekend. And it goes with the refrain that many of you have known so well. We are companions on a journey, breaking bread and sharing life. 
and in the love we bear, in the hope we share, for we believe in the love of our God. We believe in the love of our God. Community life made it possible that some strangers who, like in Australia, met from the different parts of the world in the different era, sometimes parted of 50 years gap or in the age, we become not strangers because we not only share the common style of living, but most of all, because we have the same goal and we strive to be better each day over and over again. Quite commonly, I am being asked and I was asked in the past in my consecrated life, in my life as religious sister, so um, is the community another form of living as a family? Is this like a family life? And my answer is always yes and no, or no and yes, <laughs> because we will never be and live as family. We strive for it. We strive for the family spirit. But our way of living is simply for the different cause. When you have a husband and wife, it is a communion between two people, but it is also communion with God. And this communion between three of them it's very strong and it's very different than communion in community life. In a sense, the community life is a little bit more difficult and requires much more intentional efforts for people to live together. That's why I would say, no, not always would that mean that we live like family. We don't actually li live like family. But, and I'm going to quote for the third time the document Ratio in number 374. It says, Every day we strive to embrace the challenges of journeying as a community, strengthening ourselves with the word of God. We are aware that in community at times we feel and experience faith, courage, enthusiasm, and at other times, disbelief, doubt, and betrayal. When, as a community, we experience our weakness and sin, we open ourselves to the experience of divine mercy and learning the truth about ourselves. Community life is the life of individuals who strive with other individuals together in the unity of hearts into a full unity with God. It is fun, but it is also a challenge. Sometimes it is supportive, sometimes it's not so much. But that depends also how much and how little any individual and every individual contribute to the community life. 
Last weekend, we spent time in our community on reflecting, praying, pondering, discussing, listening to one another, praying with one another, having fun, having good barbecue, having good meal. Did we experience um, flawless understanding, smooth, I don't know even how to describe it, um, sync of hearts together? Have we experienced a harmony? Absolutely not. But living in community, we experience that we can be for one another, that we can support one another, and that it's actually okay to disagree because we still can strive to meet God together. In my life, I have been in many communities, both in Poland and in Australia. I remember communities to uh, which I felt so close with one another that even being at work, I will count minutes and hours of thinking, oh yeah, I can't wait, let's go, let's go, let's go. I hope the work will finish soon because I want to go. And I also remember situations in which my communities will be challenging. When I would say to myself, ah, I think I will stay a little bit longer at work. Uh, why? Because I did not feel that I want to go back to that particular house at that particular time. Life in community requires honesty and intentionality. And this is the point of similarities with communion that is happening between spouses in marriage uh, with this beautiful communion that they also have with God. Intentionality, living together and communion of living together it's absolutely crucial in order to be able to make community life happening as union with Christ. And I would like to finish with words given to uh, my order through our mother foundress, Frances Shedliska. When she was dying, she was repeating continuously words, love, 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 in different languages, reminding us that if we seriously want to follow God, then we need to express love to God, but loving one another. So community life, it's a little reflection that I am sharing with you today because I had a great experience over the weekend being with my community. But I would like to leave you with a couple of questions about your community. What is the experience of your community? What is your understanding? What is your experience? What is your contribution? And how would you imagine to experience God in the communities? Have a great week, everyone. 
And remember, I'm getting credit for the interviews, so I will create community of Seeking God's Grace here soon. Fingers crossed, uh, in a week or so, I will be able to present you with the first interview. Till then, have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon. 